You're listening to the Choose to Be podcast with host Alana Gordon and Amy Wolsey. As you join us each week, we will provide you with tools, resources, and knowledge to help you navigate your healing journey. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Welcome to the Choose to Be podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My BFF is taking some much needed time with her family and I am missing her and you're missing her because you are stuck with me today, but she will be back. I am following up on our last episode last week around trust and the different elements of trust in the relationship. But today I wanted to speak mainly to the betrayed partner and offer some thoughts around how to lead into trusting yourself again. And really, this is where we want to start. We want to start with learning to trust our body, our emotions, being able to discern our thoughts that our human brain is offering versus what we want to actually choose to think and versus the thoughts that our trauma brain, right? The parts of our brain that are trauma that it's it's offering us in that regard too. So lots of different pieces here. And hopefully some of the things that I offer will help you lean into this work of trusting yourself. I'm just about done with my relational intimacy workshop, and I'm so excited to have those available for you as they will be self-paced and really walk you through these different levels of intimacy. And in that workshop, I also talk about what comes before that work and how we can safely lean into working on the relationship and working on those different pieces of intimacy. I call it the healing intimacy pyramid. Really, it's healing that broken trust, the lack of safety, honesty, and making it possible to have real vulnerability and making it possible to have real vulnerability and therefore real intimacy. But if we, if we don't have these basics of honesty and that truth, that trust that comes as you feel a little bit safer to lean into the relationship, then honestly working on those different levels of intimacy and the triangle in that pyramid, it's just not going to be healthy. It's not going to be real healthy intimacy. So we're backing this up, slowing this down a little bit and putting some pieces in place first. I'll see a lot of clients get really excited and anxious and want to work on that relational piece but it's going to be exhausting and feel like you're just banging your head against the wall because this piece right here hasn't really been established or solidified, especially within yourself. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So first, I just want to validate that when you've been betrayed by a spouse from sexual betrayal, it can be so psychologically traumatizing as well as physiologically, emotionally, mentally. It's as if your entire view of the world has suddenly proven false as to the way that you thought it was. And studies show that the psychological trauma like betrayal really does have the capacity to affect your brain functioning long after that discovery's even been made, which most of you listening are already experienced or have experienced. And so you know what I'm talking about. Please have compassion for what you're going through. You're not crazy. You're not broken. You're not weak. But I know that many of you feel like that right now. I promise it is possible to see things differently and to have that hope and healing. But we're going to start with creating that in yourself first. 
when you have this kind of blow in your life, what you expected your life to look like and be like with your partner, it really does affect your sense of self, your sense of safety, vulnerability, and intimacy. And it impacts you in a way that you look at yourself. And it can really start to take that toll on your self-worth, the way that you see your value. And it can really make trusting yourself even harder. Another common result of this kind of trauma is then developing a strong hypervigilance to the possibility of future betrayals that you get your brain thinks will come that it's now its main job is to make sure and look out for those particular traumas to happen. So you might be finding yourself policing and looking through their phone and watching their eyes, right? Like you're in the car and you're driving and a woman walks by and rather than looking at the woman or out the window, you're watching their eyes you're checking their internet browser. If you're divorced or separated right now, you might find yourself not trusting any men at all. So you don't even want to date. You can't even fathom doing that. Sometimes it's hard to trust God. It's hard to trust ecclesiastical leaders if they're men. I just want you to know that this is a very natural response when there's been this kind of betrayal. And I know many of you are also perhaps experiencing being gaslit because of this hypervigilance. And so maybe you are being told that you're crazy and you're the one that needs to get help. But you're not wrong and you're not crazy. And also I can see how this really adds a lot more confusion and more distrust to ourselves and to others. So learning to trust yourself again is really the first key to healing. One thing I've noticed is this pattern of behavior that often happens when someone abuses this trust of a woman, when others do something that causes us to lose trust in them, rather than letting that burden be on that person who betrayed the trust, rather than that accountability being theirs to take and own, or rather than letting them take that responsibility, like we talked about last week, them take the responsibility to mend and become worthy of our trust again, I see a lot of us have the tendency to absorb that burden onto ourselves. Like, like something's wrong with us. Like maybe we caused this or maybe we brought this on ourselves some way because maybe we're asking too much. And I want to validate that. I certainly don't, I don't want to normalize this because this is so unhealthy. Yet, if this is what you're experiencing, I also want you to know you're not alone. Let's just be aware of that and really work on placing that accountability and that responsibility on the one who betrayed the trust. Just remember that ladder analogy that I was talking about. Hold on to your spot that you earned on that ladder and really try to work on not throwing yourself off the ladder thinking that that's what you're supposed to do or that it's the righteous thing to do or that's what we do in marriage. You're going to lose a lot of yourself as you do that because the truth is you are a trusting person. You just had someone take advantage of that trust and you didn't do anything to cause that to be broken. While you're healing from trauma, depending on where you're at in this journey, you're your distrust can now be misplaced. It can limit the number of strong connections that 
that we make with people around us. You might find yourself isolating from friends, family, church organizations, hobbies, things that you used to like and love to do, kind of taking a step back from them. It might even, they even mean joining support groups like Alana and I offer all the time. It, that just might even feel too overwhelming right now. Getting help from someone and being in front of someone's face and talking about this might feel just too much and too overwhelming. You might be hearing thoughts like, I just don't trust anyone. I don't know how I'm supposed to ever trust someone. We absorb a lot of that shame. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that I can't trust my partner? What's wrong with me that I can't trust God? What's wrong with me that I can't trust myself? So the first thing I want to offer you is what if you honored what your brain is doing at this time? Meaning wherever you're at in your journey, you've been betrayed in one of the most damaging ways and your brain is trying to protect you and help you see that there is a reason right now to not trust. Most of you are in situations where your partner hasn't done some of this foundational ground soil work where you don't have all of the truth. You don't have all of the facts. You don't have safety. You don't have trust being implemented in these little, in these little ways that we talked about last week. And so right now, your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's letting you know, hey, this isn't safe. So we need to protect. We need to self-protect. That's your right. And I want to offer you the idea to perhaps stop making yourself wrong if you are in this particular place right now. Sometimes I explain this to clients like a concussion of the brain. My sons both play sports, have their whole life, and we've had lots of concussions. And so I've learned that when the brain is injured, it needs time to heal. Low lighting, they have to stay off their screen time. They can't play their sport for a couple of days. Lots of care and caution are required to ensure that the brain heals from this trauma that they had. This is no different. You've had trauma to your brain and you need time and space, like I was talking about, and boundaries with the one who injured you and even boundaries with friends and family during this time. That's okay. So be easy with yourself during this time. So I'd like to offer you a tool that you can start implementing right now. It's one that I practice every day. I offer all the time because I cannot talk about it enough. It has been so impactful for me and I see it very, very helpful. So it's thought dumping. And that's literally, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, it's literally just dumping all of your thoughts on paper, not your emotions, but these thoughts that your brain's offering you. Because remember, it's offering 60 plus thousand thoughts a day. Most of them are subconscious. A lot of them are coming from these trauma parts. And the goal of this tool is to become more aware of these thoughts that your brain and your trauma parts and different parts are offering you so that we can start to see, oh my goodness, this is, this is actually not true right now in this moment. Or interesting, I think that this is actually really true and I'm going to maybe set some boundaries around this. So getting all of your thoughts on paper also will help those of you who are experiencing those intrusive thoughts, those spinning thoughts where maybe you're not sleeping, maybe it's hard to focus because there's so many, you're in that fight, flight, hypervigilant stage right now. This can be a really great tool to utilize anytime 
there's really no right or wrong time to use this. So right now we're going to let the partner do their work and get in a place where they're working their way up to that ladder of trust. They're healing their wounds and you're not a part of that work. That's not your responsibility. You're not accountable for that. And because of the principle of agency, you really can't do anything to help them. So it's not selfish right now to stay anchored to that ladder of where of trust to, to where you're at. This is going to be your best way to see things as they really are, to stay in reality, to keep from going deep into that denial. It's also a place where you can work your way out of denial if that's where you are at right now. So one of my favorite movies of all time, and if you've heard me talk for a while, you've probably heard me quote this movie, Wizard of Oz. Love it. Even from a young age, I remember just picking up on subtle principles taught in that movie. And one of my favorite lines is when at the very end of the movie, and this is not a short movie, but when Dorothy is ready to get on that air balloon and the balloon lifts off before she could get in it and she freaks out and thinks that her chance to get home, to get back is totally lost. She spent all this time looking for her way back when really the way back to herself is what she was looking for, right? The way back to where she came from, this place that she loved, to the people that she loved, to where she felt safe, to the cure, to the place that she knows and is familiar with. She wants back there. She's been lost for so long and has tried to look for her way back and seeking out all kinds of different people, seeking out the evil witch. I could go on and on with metaphors in this movie, but what does the good witch say to her when she thinks she's stuck in Oz now? Glenda, she says, why, you've always had the power to go back to Kansas. And Dorothy's like, why didn't you tell me? Glenda says, because you wouldn't have believed me. You had to learn it for yourself. And isn't that so true? I know that there were so many things early on in my journey that I'm sure my parents had told me thoughts of principles of truth that I just could not hear at the time. I had to walk that long, narrow brick road going through so many trials and challenges to really trust myself. I mean, if you haven't watched this movie, I don't know where you've been, but watch it. It's so, so good. But all of the things that she experienced, right? And then when she gets to that, that wizard, when she sees that she really developed so many things and learned to trust herself along the way, she could believe that she actually did have the power with her on her feet in those ruby slippers. And so this is what I want to offer you today, is that you've always had the power to get back this trust, to see it in yourself, because you've always had it. You don't need to go looking somewhere outside of you and certainly not to your partner to find something that's missing about you. You're already whole and complete just as you are right now. You have all of the, everything inside of you to do this work, to heal and to thrive. But part of this earth experience, like Dorothy, is to forget it, to forget our power sometimes, to forget who we are. And then we go through these hard experiences. We get bumped in by other humans and we're impacted in huge, big ways. And then we get opportunities to remember our power, to learn along the way. 
over and over. Another favorite line here is when she's asked what she learned along her journey. And she says, I learned that if I ever go looking for my heart's desire again, I won't look further than my own backyard. Because if it isn't there, then I never really lost it anyways. Isn't that just fascinating? Isn't that beautiful? I know a lot of you have probably seen this movie. Applying this to you right now, those of you who are experiencing betrayal trauma, that loss of trust, if your heart's desire is to trust again, then you do not need to look further than your own backyard, which means from inside of you. You don't need to look for anything externally to trust yourself again because you have never lost it. You are trustworthy. You had someone abuse that. So start by observing you, remembering who you are, looking inside yourself, seeing your strengths and your talents and your abilities. And working with someone right now can be really beneficial to help you find that when that level of of self-esteem and self-worth is just so diminished. It can be really beneficial to have someone to help you get curious about that. I have a client who is really in that raw trauma stage where it feels just impossible to function, where the littlest things just feel so hard to do. And she has a gift and a talent for art. And she makes a living with this talent. But she's let it go since her world came completely crashing down. One of the personal revelations that she got to help her right now in her healing is to start that art back up again. And this seemed so unproductive to her. She felt like, no, I need to be making sure that we're doing this work or he's doing this work or I'm doing this. Kind of all of these outside external things really that she doesn't have control over. And she wasn't quite sure why this thought, this impression came to her. And as we're able to process, when I got her to start talking about what she does and how she creates and what it feels like, she just came alive. It was incredible to watch right before my eyes this transition to her trying to find this validation from outside and not really believing in herself and feeling lost and wandering to reminding herself of her gifts and her strengths and her talents and seeing how this is already within her. And as she just remembered it, really changed because I could see it in her eyes. This is how we start to trust again. When you honor those beautiful parts of yourself, to learn to love you, to see you, and to see that you've had the power all along to create the life that you want, we just sometimes can't see it. And just like Dorothy, sometimes we go looking outside ourselves. So the last tool that I want to offer you that can be really helpful besides the thought dumps is to really start paying attention to your physical body. Noticing what's happening in your body. Your body keeps the score. Absolutely. Your body is going to remember things that have happened that you don't have a cognitive knowledge to maybe right now, which again is why that disclosure is so important to get all of the truth and to validate your truth, your experience, and your body is going to give you a lot of information around that. Oh, what I want to offer you is to do those body scans, to really take time each day to stop and recognize what's showing up in my physical body. What sensations are happening? Is there some tightening in my chest? Is it spinning or does it feel like someone's stepping on my chest? Is my jaw clenched and tight or my fist gripped, my toes curled? What is happening in my body? And 
when you recognize that, we're not jumping in to fix anything because nothing's wrong. We're just noticing. We're dropping into that curiosity and being aware. And then at some point when we start to get used to noticing the body, then we can start naming the emotion. And again, this is why doing that one-on-one work is going to be really helpful to work through these steps and stages. But trusting your physical body is such a beautiful, important and critical way to start rebuilding that trust and safety within your body. Again, I work with some amazing couples who learn to trust again and have an incredible relationship, but it does take both people. Trust can only be present in a relationship when both are working at each of these different elements of trust, like we talked about last week. So if you are the one, like I was, who didn't have a partner, who took accountability for his distress, for his betrayal, for his actions, there is nothing you can do enough of to make up for that part of the coupleship. That is their part. And it's not your job and you just can't do it all. Be compassionate with yourselves. Be patient with yourselves as you take steps into believing and owning once again that you are a trusting person. You are worth the time. You are enough just as you are right now today. I know that it's possible to heal and trust again. I know that if you want to, you can invest in yourself by having these one-on-one sessions or doing some work for you to get to that next step in your journey. And for those of you who have done this work and really do feel like you've got some good skills and understand some of these concepts of building that trust and feeling a little bit safer in your body, in your journey, and are ready to take that to the next level, ready to push yourself and start creating the life that you want and making this a little bit more tangible for you, then getting some additional awareness into where your brain might be keeping you stuck and keeping you from really thriving in your life individually, then I highly recommend my Believing in You group coaching program. I call it double coaching because you're not only going to get coached by me, but when you watch another human brain get coached, you're going to see more into your own brain. It's the most remarkable and empowering thing. And these women who are in my groups who do this, just doing some incredible work. I've been I have been in awe at how they truly are thriving and they're taking their healing really to that next level. It's beautiful. It's powerful. I love this group. So the next one starts April 5th. There are a couple spots left if you're ready. Uh, and if you don't know if you're ready, then feel free to book a consult with me. Again, I know that Alana is much missed. I miss her back and forth and all of her amazing wealth of knowledge that she offers to every podcast episode. So thanks for putting up with me today. Thank you again for joining our conversation. And we will both see you next week. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening today. We would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Darn Spotify doesn't let you. But if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, this really helps get our message out there and available to more who are searching for help and healing and where to go and get that help. So for those of you who have already left a review, thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Keep sharing the message of hope and healing as you continue to choose recovery 
choose healing and choose you. Take care, everybody.